Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a special edition of the Chick Foley Show. We're going to be doing something a little different tonight. I'll get into the details in a bit, but first, let me start by introducing the star of the show, Sheena. How are you doing? Doing good. It feels good to be here recording with you on this just like strange uh, Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. Yeah, we want to wish all the uh, the Foley fam and all the listeners out there worldwide a uh, hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Sheena, tell them how our Thanksgiving went. It was good. So we, we talked about kind of in the last episode um, how we were opting out of turkey this year and we went with a little fried chicken, southern fried chicken. Uh, it turned out amazing. It was so good. We kept the, the meal low key, but we had leftovers for the next few days. So it was awesome. Um, couldn't have asked for a better Thanksgiving. Seriously, you left out the most interesting part of the day that our kitchen sink took a shit <laughs> oh, at nine a.m. Basically, the, I think I blacked that out of my. Yeah. I think I blacked that out of my head. So yeah, just imagine the night before. I'm doing all kinds of preps and cooking and stuff, like getting stuff ready for Thanksgiving. So so, so that on Thanksgiving I can just like put stuff in the oven and be ready and whatnot, right? Well, I didn't do the dishes. So after the kids went to bed, I went out did all the prepping. Went to bed with a sink full of dishes, dude. Because I was like, I'll get up in the morning. I'll do the dishes before I start, you know, actually doing Thanksgiving. As I start to turn on the sink to do the dishes, the freaking hose, like we have a pull down nozzle on our, um, our faucet. The freaking thing ruptured, dude. Just like straight up, just water blown out the sides of it. And I was like, oh my freaking gosh. It's Thanksgiving Day. Nothing is open. And uh, even worse, like let me just give you this little bit of information. I had like a smidge of dish soap left. I had let myself run completely out of dish soap uh, for, for Thanksgiving. So yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. Our kitchen looked like freaking chaos, but the meal was great. The dining room was nice and clean and we yeah. went in there and we just, had the, we had the sink back up and running by Saturday afternoon. So true. It was yeah. all good, but yeah, definitely a lot of headache. Uh, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Uh, our buddy Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. All your Chick Foley links, uh, and recommendations are at chickfoley.com. And we want to remind you guys, this podcast is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases. They have their extended uh, Cyber Monday sale going on right now. So a lot of great figs at really cheap prices. So I told you guys at the start, we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Uh, We got a little bit of gimmick infringement going on. You know, Marco, the MVP, has been running the open mic series on this feed where he's kind of doing some long form interviews with different people in the internet wrestling community. It's been great. So definitely recommend you guys check out the, uh, that, that series so far. I think he's on number eight right now. So you got time to catch up if you need to. Um, but we're going to be doing our own interview tonight. I think this is, is have you guys ever done an interview before Sheen? I think no. this is definitely the first interview we've done since, since I came on the show about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're going to be doing an interview of somebody that me and Sheena are both really big fans of, and we think this dude's about to really kind of explode in the wrestling figure community. So he may end up, uh, you know, being mad at me for saying that. You know, we're going <laughs> to we're, we're going to try to blow his spot up, uh, whether he wants to or not, man. So whether he wants to or not, so Sheena, yeah, go ahead and uh, introduce our guest for tonight. So we have Dan Turnquist tonight from Turnquist Custom Fig Belts. Uh, Man, just an absolute talent in the wrestling figure community. Uh, brings us all of the incredible custom belts that we may never see uh, from our favorite fig, you know, Mattel and all of our big fi- yeah, figure producers. And also, he just 
up levels them. So even the ones that we do get, if you get some from Dan, I mean, you're just going to be like, holy smokes, like what have I been doing with all those Mattel belts all these years? So uh, I'm pleased to introduce our guy, Dan. Uh, How's it going, Dan? It's going great. Thanks for having me, guys. Really excited to get out here and talk about, you know, belts and stuff. Awesome. So in my opinion, you know, it was, uh, you know, you and I'm, I'm probably going to offend somebody because I know I'll forget somebody, but you and <laughs> Forbidden Figurines were like top tier when it comes to custom belts, right? Uh, they're, we, they're like the AEW and WWE of the custom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys out there that are doing good work and great work. And, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to be everybody's working at their own pace and on their up and come up, but you guys have really perfected the craft. Um, and, you know, Forbidden Figurines is amazing. We don't, uh, we wish her well because she kind of took a little bit of a hiatus and a break and she's shut down operations for now. So that puts, you know, Dan as the king of the mountain in, in the Chick Foley, in the Chick Foley verse. So, uh, I think in the figure belt verse, the yeah. Chick Foley verse, yeah, this guy's the freaking king of the mountain now, man, for sure. So, um, first of all, before we get into all the, the details of everything, I want to know a little bit about the man. I, I know you just got married. So how's marriage? How, how's, how's it like being, uh, in the ranks of husband? Um, it, it's good. It's not much different. Um, we'd already lived together for like seven years, so probably would have been married a little bit earlier if it wasn't for COVID and everything like that. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, so it, it's, you know, it, it's nice to be, you know, official. Cause it's like, it's, you can be with someone for what, eight years and people are still like, Oh, you guys aren't gonna, you know, you guys gonna ever, you know, tie the knot. And it's like, are oh, we live together? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> One one hundred percent. We were to- together four years, and we were engaged for two years, and lived together for like over a year. Yeah, living married, living so. in San for a, for a while there, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's just yeah, it's just a piece of paper. I feel like if two people really love each other, getting the government involved is never and never a good idea. I mean, I'm exactly. all for the, the the sanctity of marriage, but uh, I definitely don't think a piece of paper makes you married. So yeah, I, I feel like you know if you feel like you've been married for a while, like more power to you. Um, Let's see here. I want to know a little bit about your wrestling fandom before we get into like customizing and figures and all that. So like, how did you become a wrestling fan? Like what age were you just like, you know, started to become enthralled with wrestling? Um, so man, I, I, it's hard to think like when, you know, you, when was your first wrestling memory or whatever? I've been asked that a lot, but like, I think back to uh, like 97, probably I was, so I was born in 91. So I was like six thinking like, New Age Outlaws, Stone Cold, like that era that like just past the Bret Hart era. I'm not a Bret Hart guy. I'm also not a winged eagle guy. Okay, pull, pull the plug. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you, man, but I think we're done here. We could go oh, and wrap this up. Oh my gosh. Tell them where to find you on social media, man. And we're gonna end this, Sorry to be rude to our first guest in Chick Foley Show history, but oh whatever. He in defense, I'm not a Shawn Michaels eight, guy eight. either. So well, okay, see, all right, there you all right. go. Well, we'll, we'll continue on, man. But you're on a short leash now, Dan. <laughs> I just, that's just not my era. You know, I, I came in in like the Rock Stone Cold era. Uh, I, I think I, one of my most popular belts is the Winged Eagle. And like, oh, yeah. When I got into making this, I was like, I'm not going to be that guy who just puts out a bunch of Winged Eagles and stuff. I was like, I want to make the real obscure stuff. And it's like all the time people, like, as soon as I made the WWE titles, I just posted them. I had been asked for two years to make those and I kept turning it down. And finally, I had a guy who came to me. He's like, come on, man. Like they, they look so bad on my Roman Reigns ultimate, whatever. And I was like, fine, I'll make it. And of course I post it. It gets like 900 likes and people just <laughs> blow it up. But I could spend two months making the NWA, you know, uh, heritage championship, heritage States champions or whatever. And it's something super cool that just was on like Larry Zabisco and disappeared or yeah. whatever. 
and no one well, cares. But you in, guys in want your, it. In your defense, yeah, in your defense, uh, you're working backwards there because I mean, the people who really care about you know the Larry Zabisco area, a lot of them like they're not they're not on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like sure. a, <laughs> a lot of those people aren't out there showing all the all the internet love. Whereas like you know there, there's marks of a younger generation out here now. So uh, yeah, anything Attitude Era and beyond is is where the, the popularity lies. Yeah. And the WWE belts, like, you know, the companies like the, you know, Jax, Mattel, um, you know, if you want to go back further, go back to Hasbro, like they always do a good job, but they always leave you wanting more with their belt designs, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like when, when you get the, the really good customizers go that extra mile and the attention to detail and the craft, it just, it makes all the difference in the world. It, it makes sure. sense to, to, to do like the WWE or the, you know, the undisputed, whatever they're calling it. Because there is all these great current figures that need it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true too. But yeah, I've been pretty against making stuff that comes with like every um, every WWE every elite comes with the AEW title. That's something I just recently finally made. And the same thing with like anything WWE. I feel like every WWE figure comes with like the SmackDown tag titles, the US, that kind of stuff. And I'm just, I've well, kind see, of now, pushed now back. You're gonna be, yeah, but now you're going to be into all the custom side plates, you know, because now the, the Mattels come with the custom side plates. So it's going to be, I think there's going to be requests for that. I've worked the, up uh, a way to do them interchangeably. I don't like it. Um, I'm kind of tweaking with it, but I'd like to be able to just sell you one universal title. And if you ever want different side plates, you could just change them out. That'd that's be awesome. cool. It's something yeah, that's I'm working cool. with. So what? So what's your history with wrestling figures? Were you a wrestling figure collector as a kid, or did that is that something that came along with like your you know becoming an older wrestling fan when you could actually go out and buy the figures for yourself? Uh, no, I I, did, I had tons of figures growing up. I, one of my earliest memories of being a wrestling fan is my dad coming home late from a union meeting one night, and he'd stop by the Toys R Us, and he brought me back the the cage set that they had that had like the little figures in it. Yep, by the minis. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at some of the. Right like I can't remember if it was the blue cage or not, but I remember thinking that was the coolest thing in the world. It was such an awesome surprise. I've always had figures, even like I feel like everybody kind of has that point of their life where they're not a wrestling fan, like they don't watch all the time and stuff. Even during that, For like sure. I still would like check the toy aisle all the time. When I first met my wife, she uh, she would always like she didn't really. It was funny because when we first met, I didn't really talk about wrestling and I didn't watch like wrestling a lot. And then one day, I just came home from work and I was like. Hey, I'm going to go to wrestling school and become a professional wrestler. And she was like, what? And then like, I would, I, even at that point, I still always like just check the aisles, but I snuck up. I snuck the wrestling on her after like a year. Nice. Yeah. We did the same thing. I took like a, basically a 10 year hiatus from being a wrestling fan from like 04 to 2014, but still I would always go and check the toy aisles, man. I remember just being infatuated with like those Jack's classic superstars I'd see on the pegs. Cause like I was, I'm a little bit older than you, but coming up in the '90s, there was like absolutely no like legends figures at all. That just wasn't a thing before Jacks brought out the classic superstars. Well, that was the first line that we actually started collecting before we switched and went to Mattel. So when we got back into it in 2014, um, you know, we started a, a, a collection. You know, Seth still has his childhood collection for the most part, um, but. At, at our house, we started a fresh new collection and we started with Jack's classic superstars. And then we, we made out, we, yeah, we took a hard left and went to, uh, went strictly Mattel and liquidated all the, the Jack's classic superstars. So did you end up going to uh, wrestling school? Oh yeah. I was, uh, I wrestled for four or five years or so at my oh, local wow. indie company and I wrestled. Um, so yeah, I was an indie wrestler for, I, I can't even think right. Like from 14 to, I stopped when COVID started. Oh, wow. Um, that's crazy, man. That's how I actually got started making um, the figure belts was so 
I had a custom figure made of myself and I was like, it needs the belt, you know, cause I was the champion of like my local fed. And so I made the belt and I posted it on one of the Facebook groups or whatever. And they were like, everyone starts commenting. They're like, Hey, where'd you get the belt? Um, the belt's cool. And I was like, I made it myself. And then, so it's like, of course it goes, Oh, can you make this belt? And then I make this belt for somebody and then they post it. And then two more people, Hey, can, can you make this belt? And then it's just kind of spiraled to where we are today. That's cool, man. Yeah, there's a lot of organic growth in the um, wrestling figure community, dude. Because if you do something cool, like people are going to talk about it. And the wrestling figure community, I mean, back then it was so small. It's grown so much, I feel like, even in just the last like few years. Uh, but back then, I mean, there's so many like smaller groups and like Reddit forums. And now there's like the major wrestling figure podcast group. Like if something is out there that's cool, that gets posted, it like spreads like wildfire. So yeah, I don't, I, I told you, I don't use Facebook. I have a Facebook, but I haven't been on it in over a year. I got to, a really good friend of mine who I used to wrestle with, and he kind of got me into figures. He uh, he'll always send me screenshots of like people posting my stuff randomly in the <laughs> in, like awesome. groups in like random different groups. He'll be like, "That's so cool." He's like, "That's your stuff," and I'm like, yeah, "Thanks, man." I'm like, "That is cool." And then I got another guy who was like my first client who does the same stuff. He'll just send me random screenshots of someone being like got this belt from Dan, you know, like cool guy, cool belt. And I'm just like, that's cool. People, you know, aren't just like blasting me randomly on other parts of the internet. So the fact that, yeah. So the fact that you just kind of like decided on a whim to make this custom belt for yourself, like what did you, did you already have like 3d printing material and like stuff like that at home? Or did you have like friends with it? Like how did that happen? Or did you just like take an old belt that was already created and just add new plates? Uh, No. So I'm an engineer by trade. So I already do 3D modeling and stuff is like my job. So I modeled the belt and then I already had a 3D printer, but I didn't have the kind that I needed. So I found a guy locally on like Craigslist who had the right printer and he, I sent him over my file and he printed it for me. I thought it was so cool. I instantly started like getting people asking, drawing them. And then I just went ahead and bought the right printer. And uh, and now I have five. So (laughs) (laughs) wow, that's, and that's crazy that what you said, you started just in like 2020, right? Right when COVID started? So like, I made my first custom around the end of 2020, I want to say. And wow. it was a uh, Brody Lee. And then, you know, tragically passes right after. It's kind of. Yeah. But that's when that. I started making. I, I think my friend sent me a screenshot not long ago of my Instagram. And it was, I can't think it was at the beginning of this year or the beginning of last year. And I had like 300 followers. And I was just like, I thought that was a lot. And now I'm almost oh, yeah. at 4,000. In your defense, I mean, 300 followers for the for an average person, that's a, that's a lot of followers, you know. So uh, the fact that you jump from 300 to almost, what, 4,000 now, like in such a short period of time, that's pretty freaking awesome, especially in this time period where Instagram to is. to break out now. Yeah, there's a lot more, there's a lot less organic growth now than there used to be, like, you know, even just like six, seven years ago. Uh, so the fact that you've grown that fast is pretty, pretty awesome. Um so what is your all-time favorite championship belt? It doesn't have to be like what you've made, but like just in general, like Dan the Man, what's your favorite championship belt? I would probably say like the IWGP V4, like the Kenny Omega Okada, like the one, not the current, but the beautiful just belt. the last one. Yeah, those are all beautiful before. belts, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What about your most hated? What's the one that like you just, you see it and you're just like repulsed? What a great question. <laughs> um. You know, I don't really look at any belts that I hate. Uh, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a big like winged eagle or like 80s intercontinental guy. I know that that's like a huge like 
I don't know if it's just because I make so many of I them. I love, I've got, I love that wing eagle. My, finger, my finger's over the disconnect button right now. <laughs> I knew I was going to make some enemies. Strike two. Oh, Strike two, Dan. Uh, I, they're, they're both awesome belts. It's just like, when I think back, I bet it's because, they, I mean, they, obviously they look great, but then I, I don't have any memory. Like the winged eagle was, yeah, was got yeah, retired. Yeah, there's so. no nostalgia, dude. And uh, wrestling is like 90% nostalgia. They've been living off nostalgia. Like that's what they built their empire on is nostalgia. So, yeah, because I also love the big eagle. Belt. The big eagle is like a great belt too. If I, I don't yeah. know. I can't think of any belt that I hate really. Uh, especially now that I, I'm friends with I a lot the of these. Spinner, dude. Yeah, spinner's not spinner, great. Dude, that's just, it was disgraceful. Like it was cool for Cena, like for the first time. He won the belt, but I don't know why the spinner was around for so long. You're right. Seeing like Triple H with that belt looked off and it said champ on it instead of champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of yeah. like uh, the old NWA TNA X division that says title across the bottom instead of like, yeah. you know, champion. That's weird, too. So what do you what do you think makes a good belt? In your opinion, like what makes like a beautiful title belt? That's a great question. I talked to, uh, I don't know if you guys know Hyperon belts. Uh, he makes the GCW belts. And I talked to Hellfire about that a lot. Like what, what makes a cool belt? It's got to look like, it's got to look like a trophy. You know, it's got to look like a prize. Um, yeah. So any, any, any belt that's got like some size to it mm-hmm. and in like a, an elegant design, like some of these belts, they, they lose like the WWE championship. No one would say like, that's a beautiful belt, you know, like the current one. Yeah. That's all about branding. It's a branding. It's yeah. a marketing tactic. Yeah. But like, that's I why when AEW came out with their belt, even though it was like branded, you know, it was still beautiful. There was intricate design. There was big plates. Like I just, I think the AEW belt is really pretty. It's got a throwback too. Yes. That's like my logo is like off like the Reggie Parks, you know, belts, like the TV title. And then even like the Hogan era, like world title and stuff. Like I like that. I like silver belts too. I don't know why. I think the sil- like dual plated school goal. I like some of the silver belts. Like the wing or not the wing deal, but the um the smoking skull looked cool silver, I thought too. Oh, I love the smoking skull belt. Yeah. That's that's a great belt. Uh you guys want to take a quick beverage break before we uh get hot and heavy into the actual belt making process? Oh, for sure. All right. All right, it's time for the uh, weekly beverage break where we're talking about what we are drinking as we pod. We'll let our guest, Dan, uh, kick it off. He kind of already gave us a spoiler before the show started, but Dan, tell the listeners what you're sipping on tonight, man. I'm uh, sipping on some great Mountain Dew Zero Sugar right now. <laughs> nice, dude. Do you got a... Uh, do, you, do you do you ever drink and uh, and belt, man? Do you, are you, are you usually got a beverage going while you're uh, working on your belts, man? Or, or, or is it strictly a... Uh, is, it, is that a sober activity all the way? It's definitely sober activity. Have you ever tried to paint something that was like a millimeter tall and you've had a few drinks? <laughs> no, he doesn't because anytime he wants anything made before before we've met all of our belt customizers, he used to have me paint belts like, you she know, was, such bush league like, you know. Yeah, Dan, you didn't know you're talking to a belt customizer <laughs> on here right now, dude. Sheena made me the uh, like the baby blue, like the robin egg blue winged eagle, a lavender winged eagle. I had all, before I ever, ever heard I of one of the gold dust gold or, belt too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, before I ever heard of Forbidden Figurines or, you know, what a Dan Turnquist was, she knows out here customizing belts for me way back. <laughs> pioneering. <laughs> yeah. Pioneering. Pioneering the custom belt movement. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm sipping on the exact opposite. Even though I'm coming off Thanksgiving and you feel like just a big, like a blob, like you just can't eat another bite of sugar. I made myself like the most sugary 
contraption tonight or concoction tonight. Um, I put a little ice cream in the bottom of my <laughs> cup. I poured iced coffee over the top. So kind of like affogato style. And then I hit it with a shot of uh, dough ball whiskey. So it's kind of like a, a mudslide situation. I'm not normally one for super sugary drinks, but it's the holidays. So, you know, YOLO, I guess. Yeah, if you guys listened last week, Sheena kind of goes off the chain when she starts drinking. So we'll see how the rest is. I, I may have to tag in and uh, on the hot tag and finish off this interview. Uh, I'm just drinking the uh, the unofficial official beer of the podcast, uh, Miller Lite. So let's get back to it, Sheen. All right. So we talked about your favorite and least favorite, but like as far as like the process goes, like what is the most challenging, frustrating belt that you have made in figure form? It's got to be the uh, AEW championship. Oh, really? I'm just talking about just it. So much dual plate, stuff to it or? Anything dual plated is super hard because um, you're either going to have to, you have to pick one of two like base coats, silver or gold, and then you have to go back and accent the, mm. you know, pieces with, um with like gold touch up paint or silver touch up yeah. paint. And I found that it, they look better when I can do a gold base and then come back with the silver, like, uh, you know, the chrome finish. Like, mm-hmm. I used to make the WWF tags, and I would do the silver base too and do gold touch-up, and I just didn't – I didn't like how it looked. I think they look a lot better, but I made uh, the AEW championship recently. It's one that, like, it was one of the first belts I made, and it, it gives me bad memories because the guy who I sold it to hated it. Like, I didn't oh. even sell it to him. I just was like, it's free, man, because he hated it so bad. I was like, don't worry about it. Dang, was he like nice about it at least, or was he like rude about it? No, nah, he was pretty rude about it. That's but fucked up, jerk. Man. I would have charged him double. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's totally fine. I, I when I first started doing stuff, I had a lot of like, um, I don't. Know, Facebook wasn't nearly as nice as Instagram was. Like, yeah, everyone on Instagram is cool, right? And there, there's some people who have you know their criticisms and things like that. But it's like it seemed like I because I I already sell my stuff pretty cheap. Um, yeah, you do. And so like, I would have guys be like, well, can I give for $8, you know? And I'd be like, oh my God. Sure, man, I like, guess. My, so my time is worth absolutely nothing to you. It, like, it would you be know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would just be like, yeah, sure. they're not that good. And I'm like, well, then just don't get it. Like, that's totally fine. Like, you know, to me, that's the whole thing is like, if it's not that good, then go somewhere else. Right. Like, don't waste my time if you don't like what I'm putting out, like That's, I just can't, I can't stand that. I even have like a policy where if you're somebody who's pretty new, I will like ask you to please just get one, you know, like yeah, get exactly. one, get it in your hand and make sure it's what you want. Because like, I'm not in the business of trying to send you 20 belts that you hate. And then we got to sort out, you know, PayPal, we got to sort out, you're going to ship these back to me so I can give them to someone who actually wants some of stuff. I'm like, man, it, I'm, I just recently had to tell somebody because I sent them, they sent me a belt there. Like, hey, can you make this? And I was like, I, I can, but it looks like this. And they're like, well, can you change this, 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 and this? And I was just like, I'm sorry, man. I was like, I don't think I'm the guy who makes the figure belts that you want. I was like, I'm really sorry about that, you know, but I can't make your belt for you. And they were like, whatever, man. And I'm like, I'm just being honest because I don't want any disappointments. Exactly. I don't want any misconceptions. It's like, it's better to get this out front, you know, way before. That's why I don't even take money from guys until like they've seen pictures or like sometimes in scenarios, I'll wait till it even gets to them because I've had some, you're way too, you're way too kind, Dan. We, we're going to tough. We got to toughen you up, dude. We got to reach you to the block master, dude. Yeah. But the, the block block people. Yeah, for sure. Tell people just to F off and like, you know, stop wasting your time. You're way, you're way too kind and generous with your time. And that's good though. He's a talent. blessing to the figure community. You are a blessing to the figure community, but also like 
people try to take advantage of people like what, that. What do you think I'm, the big, like, what's the big issue you see with like customer satisfaction? Are people expecting these to be like Mattel belts with like the rubber strap and like hard plastic plates? Like they're just expecting something more durable. Cause these things are like, you know, I don't know if delicate's the right word, but they're definitely like little, I've always described them as like little miniature works of art. Man. Yeah, like, it, is, it is. It's yeah. I think sometimes. It's not something you're going to crash your figures together with, you yeah. know, like. There's been some, like, the only real issues I've had is some people just don't like how I paint and stuff like that. And I totally understand. Like, I'm, I have never painted anything in my entire life until I painted my first belt. Oh, wow. Well, like, Dan, Dan, let me just tell you from someone who's painted lots of belts at, at, at not a lot of detail, the fact, the detail work that you do with painting is just like, insane to me it's incredible like i will like be looking at these things like right up next to my eyeball like how the hell did he get that paint there without like smudging it all over everything else like what kind of paintbrushes is this magician working with so i don't know what these people what kind of picasso shit these people are thinking that you're trying to pull off here but yeah it's it's incredible dude well you know people like forbidden kind of set the bar pretty high so i was telling someone you know like i'm fine with being the like you know the store brand version, like that's totally fine. You know, like I'll take number two. I don't, I'm not here to talk to debate. Like I get it. Like we use different products, you know, like we use different paint. Yeah. We use different processes. Like we aren't the same. So like, but I totally also get it. like half the price and way less weight too. For Yeah, for exactly. Part, you know? Dude. Yeah. You there was, there was clearly, there was clearly a flaw in the, in the business model there. So it was like, you know, you just, I don't know. I don't know what people, what people expect. Right. Yeah. And most of these people that you just have to remind yourself, I'm not taking a shot at like, you know, Marks, because I love Marks is what I do. Like, you know, it's why we, we run our Marks. podcast. We are Marks. But there's a lot of people out there in the internet wrestling community without a freaking stitch of talent in Ouch. any, with that, with that, I'm just saying. I told you when she starts drinking, man, this is where, <laughs> this is where it goes. They, they don't have a stitch of talent. Couldn't freaking color inside the lines on a kindergarten coloring book, right? And they're, they're the first ones to complain about something so minuscule like you know like oh i didn't like the way you put this paint on this tiny little women's championship belt like you know what i mean <laughs> like get the f out of here you know yeah that's when you hit the block button dan yeah i, I can't really think on instagram that i've blocked anybody yet there's oh. it's it's such a barrage of people it's like it's hard to even understand like there's a few people who have like who are super cool and i always look out for and like have become good friends in like the figure community and then there's just like mm-hmm the masses. Um, yeah, that's true. And it is, I mean, I get that too. Like there's sometimes there's people like arguing in my comment section and they're like, just saying like the most stupid shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, but it's like, you don't even see that stuff. Cause it just goes so fast. And there's like already like 30, 50 comments on that same post. So it's just like, you don't even see that stuff. So yeah, it does just, does just kind of blend in with the masses, but the comments that matter like those are the ones that hit you know the ones that are good and the ones that make you feel like damn this is why i'm doing this you know so those are the ones that stick so if you're out there and you're leaving good comments on people's instagram and people and artists instagram like good for you keep keep up the good work and i try to spread positivity too i try like guys like there's so many dudes out there who take like the craziest pictures or like dudes who i i posted something today i think about it was like Hogan with the undisputed. And I was like photo mm-hmm. by me for once, because like I've been posting all these pictures from other guys because yeah. I'm terrible at taking photos and my tables, like all got paint all over. It looks like crap. My wife's always telling me, she's like, I can't believe you send these guys pictures with these on that terrible table and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, they're just, you know, it's just to let them know what it looks like. I don't care about posting it, but there's so many yeah. talented people who like 
I'll send them the belt and then they'll send me back a picture of it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm looking for like a stitch line on the side of it. Cause I'm like, I didn't make that thing. I'm like, that's not mine. I know that, that I didn't, you know, or, yeah. you know, I'm looking for something to be like, that's like what, what, how on that's not my belt, you know? So there's so many talented people that, and I try to make sure I, I, you know, let make people know. And, I, and I've got a bigger platform at this point. So I like to be able to post guys picks and tag them and stuff like that. It's cool to give back like that. But one mm-hmm. time, not long ago, I commented on something and some dude responded like, holy crap, the belt guy commented on my picture or whatever. I was like, That's weird. <laughs> yeah. The first time that that starts happening, like you start to feel like, what? This is so weird because you're just like a normie. Even me at, at you know, I'm WrestleCon and StarCast, people approach Sheena and get pictures and it's just Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, dude, weird, I'm just dude. like a normal, like yeah. mom, like wrestling Mark, you know, just a normal person going through my day. I don't know what people think goes on behind the, the internet, you know, like they think you're some sort of like internet celebrity or something. You're like, no, nah, dude, I'm just over here living in my normal life and then i come on instagram you know like that's that's how it rolls so yeah people at yeah. my work don't understand like the belt thing at all i try to tell them about like you mean people want those little things you make and i'm like buddy <laughs> i'm like you wouldn't believe the amount of people who want these You're like, i can't even yeah i can't even make them fast enough yeah i'm impressed to share it with your coworkers, dude like my whole podcasting life is completely kayfabe dude like <laughs> There's like two people I work with that even know that I do this, man. Like I, it would just blow people's minds if they found out that I spent like a couple nights a week podcasting. Yeah. My old boss week, used to sit down and like try to run the numbers and be like, you might be able to quit. You know, he'd be like, if you, if you just, you know, make this many and I'm like, yeah, I was like, man, but I like where I like working with you. And I like my job, you know? And he's like, yeah, man, but you like making those belts too. He's like, you might be able to, you know, See, you know, I think some people, I think artists do their best work a lot of times when they don't have to do it. I've seen so many people do that and take their passions full time and where like it has to be like it has to generate income. Yes. Um, And you start doing things that you're not passionate about. You start taking on projects that you don't love and it kind of ruins it for you. You know, Um, I have a a friend. I don't know if you've heard of Sam Evans art. You know who that is? He's an incredible artist, uh, but during COVID, you know, he he unfortunately was a person who lost his job, and he was doing art full time. And he was just like during that time, I would just felt so kind of just down on it, you know. So he's like, I'm, I was glad to be able to get back to work so that I could just start doing projects that I wanted to do and start doing the things that I like to do. I totally understand that because it is definitely nice to be able to just say someone messages you like a belt you don't want to make or something, and you, and you can just tell them, yeah. you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm not really interested. Or if, if it's like, sometimes it's nice to make a big order, you know, but it'd be like, sometimes guys will message me. Can I get like, I just recently made every impact belt for somebody and every IWGP belt. And it's like, it took me a while, you know, and I would imagine there'd be probably a lot more pressure to get something like that done. If this wasn't just something I do for fun. Yeah. And that's tough too. If they're, if you're getting a bunch of different orders, right? Like if you're just doing like a, a, straight run of IWGP titles. It's like, okay, well, I'm getting my rhythm down for how to paint these titles, right? Versus like each one is a little bit different um, trying to like figure figure all that out. So I imagine that's that's a little bit stressful. Are you planning on, uh, are you going to keep like just the like kind of like ad hoc um, commissions going, man? Or are you looking at maybe doing like some like batch production runs on stuff anytime in the future? Um, so I'm trying to get to a point where I kind of keep some stuff like, not really in, in stock. stock, but I'd like to get to a point where next year for Christmas, I have enough stuff like that's on demand that people could just hit me up and get stuff for like okay. their kids or their significant other. I'm like the ROH world title and the ROH tag title and the winged Eagle. I pretty much have three machines that are just running those belts. 
Um, wow. Because I want to try to keep them – like I try to get, keep them base-coated. So all I got to do is like pull them out and detail paint them and put them on a strap. Um, I would like to get to a point where I, I did some bigger stuff, but I have like all these lofty goals that I tell myself when I finally start to slow down, I, I can do this. And I've just never slowed down. And it's like every yeah. time I start to get close to slowing down, I'll, I'll, you know, people are like, are your commissions back open? Are your commissions back open? Can you make me this? Can you make me that? Or even like I'm working on a couple projects that I can't really talk about for some bigger people. And it's like, see, just, you know, getting an email from someone and you're like, holy crap, like that person knows I exist or that person emailed me and it's like, and they ask you to work on stuff. And so that's pretty cool. But I, I just don't have the time to, I work like I said, I'm an engineer, so I'm, I'm a project engineer. I work like 10, 12 hours every day um, throughout oh the week. Gosh. So it's like I come home wow. and then I, I work on belts for two or three hours and I and then like go back to work in the morning. So I don't have a ton of extra time to dedicate to the process like mm-hmm. I wish I did. But I'm, I've got some ideas to get to a point like that. But I do want to keep the – I don't ever want to have like a website in a store or anything like that because that I feel like that – leads to a lot of pressure. Just, just having a store, just the idea of like, I don't even let dudes prepay me. It bugs me. The few guys who like have my PayPal and they send me money and they're like, can I get one of these? No rush. And I'm like, well, no, you just paid me, man. Like now there is. Yeah. So now the pressure's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I, I feel that. Um, you know, and then that's, I think that's just part of like, you know, just, just evaluating what you really want to do, you know, because there there's at this point, like everyone knows you, you're not going to get to a point where, you get time to slow down. You know what I mean? Unless you like deliberately create that shut down and then kind of evaluate like what your goals are as far as like, you know, like you said, you want to have enough stocks for Christmas next year, Black Friday or whatever, just for people to purchase for the holidays and stuff. Like, you know, that's just mapping all of that out is something that it feels so overwhelming when you just look at it from, you know, a macro perspective. But, you know, I think you end up happier though on the other side when you take that time to, kind of map out where you want to go instead of just letting the the masses decide for you, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've got a discord group. Um, and it's like a real good core group of guys and they've been real good on helping me. Like, you know, I, I can direct stuff well through them and, and they like the guys in the discord usually gets, they have, we'll do some exclusives and stuff just because mm-hmm. it's so much easier to manage. And like, I really like, I wish everybody who ever wanted the belts would get on discord, but I'm still finding a lot yeah. of people are like, What's Discord? And because it used to be in my bio on my Instagram, but I got so many negative, hateful messages from people about how your website's terrible. I hate your website. What is this? And I'm like, it's not a website. It's a it's link. A chat. To, it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a chat room, a chat basically. Because mm-hmm. then like guys can post pictures of belts they'd like to see me make in there and I can like post updates to stuff. And like we did a we did a Hogan exclusive on the Discord where we did like the 84, the 85, the 86, the mystery belt. Um I think that's it. No, oh, and then the yeah. I think you posted. Did you post a couple of pictures of those on your IG? Yeah, I think so. I posted him like holding like the red and the black and like the eighty six, and then the mystery of the face, which I got to print out the decals because you guys wanted that one too. But yeah, yeah. The cool thing about like a Discord group, though, is you know that those are like the hardcore of the hardcore. Like if they'll follow you to Discord, which is like that's kind of the reason like we opted to go into like a Facebook group instead of just having like the masses on Instagram. Like we love all the people that follow Chick Fil A. If you spend any ounce of your day scrolling through the Chick-fil-A feed. Like we love you. Wouldn't be here without you, but we really wanted like a a deeper, more meaningful like community. So that's why we kind of moved it to 
our Facebook group um, because we know we're just going to have more quality interactions there. Like, you know, I'm sure in your discord group, you have better conversations, you know, that are more, um, you know, they, they bring more to the table than just like you're the fodder that you get sometimes just on Instagram, the comment section, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm bigger, you, guys, like the, you know, the guys can give some criticism like that and guys, you give their feedback and we even have like a part without where, like, it being in a super public forum too, you know, exactly. Like, we even have part where like, my Walmart right now has, I think, f- like 13, 14 of the AEW exclusive CM Punk. So it's one of those things where I can geez. like go on Discord and be like, if anybody's looking for one, like let me know. I can ship yeah. it to you and different things like that. So it, it's cool to have a community like that. And it's cool to, you know, to grow that stuff. But it's cool also on Instagram to just have strangers from all kinds of countries and stuff. Because I think at this point I've yeah. shipped shipped like almost everywhere. <laughs> Even like That's Malta, wild, isn't it? New Zealand, all kinds of stuff. That is so crazy to think South about. Korea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big into the uh, like the retro bootleg wrestling t-shirt game and stuff, man. And like the number one guy I get stuff from, he operates exclusively off Discord. There's mm-hmm. a Discord with like just a hundred members, and like he only if somebody leaves, that's the only time he adds anybody new to it and stuff. Um, because the you know, and that world, they're really concerned about getting shut down. Like cease and um, assist, yeah, like you know, yeah. their IGs will just like straight up like hammer those guys and just completely black out their accounts. Is that something that exists in like the custom figure belt game or is that a concern of yours? Um, so I feel like WWE figure artist had had some issues on eBay with stuff like that. At one point he was telling me about, I That's yeah. the guy from uh, Greece, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like got the, some belts from him. He's the yeah. godfather of it, right? He's the first yeah. one. We got belts for him a long time. We were like, we got a guy in Greece. That's what we used to say. <laughs> we used to follow him. He yeah. was a, he, he actually, Blew us up, dude. Yeah, I, I, dude. So is he still doing stuff, or is he like out of the game, man? I, you know, he's not doing belts that I think of. It's crazy because he has like so many followers and stuff. And he's, yeah. I remember the first time I was, I was a big fan. I have some of his belts too. Like that's kind of yeah. also I made my, my custom belt, and then like I was like, man, I'd really like to get the TNT title, and I was like, I really don't want to wait for it to show up from Greece, and so I just made it myself. And but yeah, he, I don't know if he still makes belts. He. uh he was working on something else. I don't know if he would want me to talk about it, but he's doing some other stuff with 3D printing. Such a cool guy. I still remember the first dude who like sent me a message and was like, hey, WWE figure artist told me to ask you if you could make this. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no dude, way. Uh, I was like, that's yeah, awesome. We, it was uh, like the, the first time Belts by Dan like messaged me and was like, hey, your stuff looks really good. I was like, uh, that's oh, awesome. that's cool. I was like, you're only like the dude who makes these belts, you know? <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that guy in a while till you mentioned it, man. But yeah, he, so we, we bought some belts from him and shouted him out and stuff on the podcast and everything. And, uh, he like, I guess he's got a bunch of wrestling friends out there stuff in Greece too. Cause he blew us up, dude. So like we get the analytics on our show and everything and out of nowhere, man, for about a six month period, like our number one country is obviously America. Number two is the UK. Three is Canada. And then Greece, dude. We had like a yeah. just a ridiculously large <laughs> following in the country of Greece for about six months. And it kind of tailed off, you know, because we stopped. Uh, we kind of just like ebbed and flowed on our production of the show. But yeah, it was like, I, I mean, I can only think that was due to WWE figure artists like shout us to out. To, like, yeah. You know, it has to be. His, he, his he's such a cool followers. dude. He would give me all kinds of feedback when we were first talking about like, hey, how do you do this and how do you do that and stuff? And he he was super cool. He uh, he was someone that was awesome to talk to. I need to, I actually what made me find out he wasn't making belts anymore is I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, it'd be really cool if like I design a belt and send you the files and you design a belt and send me the files. And then we each paint them however we think this should be painted, you know, and do like kind of a little thing and 
see who likes our, mm-hmm. each person's version better. He's like, that sounds really fun, man, but I'm not making belts anymore. And I was like, ah, I hear you. So, so you mentioned that he, he did get a little bit of like, uh, you know, pressure from WWE or from another wrestling company. Or I think he had for- something from, uh, from eBay. I think he was saying that his, his WWE championships were getting taken off of eBay or something. Cause I'm the same way. I don't like to post a lot of the WWE ones and stuff because I'm worried yeah. about that. Exactly what you're talking about. But uh, I don't, Hellfire Designs is like, I make all their designs and no one's ever said anything to me. So I'm like, I guess you're right. You know what's weird? I just never even really considered them taking stuff off of eBay. Like I knew there was tons of, I mean, I, I know artists that, you know, just draw like WWE, like uh, just use their images and they got their stuff shut down and got cease and desist and stuff. So I'd never even thought about them taking down like people's eBay shops and like eBay listings and stuff. They got freaking internet pirates everywhere. dude. <laughs> WWE's no joke. Yeah. I, I, that's why I try to make sure that like everywhere it says like not a store, you know, like I'm a hobbyist mm-hmm. I just kind of make them mm-hmm. and give them out. And, and you know, there's not, it's not like a, I'm not out here to rep- replicate 50,000 of your belt and be a competition to your store. I also like try not to go out of my way to like talk crap about Mattel or anything like that. I've applied for yeah. jobs at Mattel, so I'm not trying to bash them. For sure. Good thing is action figure attack. You know, Steve Ozer, good, good friend of ours, dude, the, the, basically the brand director for WWE's line. He's always seemed like he has like a warm embrace of like the customization community. I think he realizes that they don't really take away from anything that Mattel yeah. or Jazzware for that matter is doing, they add to, you know, so I, yeah. Cause there's no way that Mattel and Jazzware's, I mean, there's just no way they're going to give everybody everything that they want to So there's a place for customizers out yeah. there, you know? And another good thing is like you, I mean, for the most part, you can't buy individual titles. Like they have to come with the figures, you know, like they're not just selling Mattel's not just selling individual titles. I know they did a belt pack at one point, but for the most part, you That's can't. That's once and, you know, they yeah. had their license for 12 years now. <laughs> yeah, so. you can't just buy titles. So it's not like you're in, you know, direct competition. Like, you still have to buy the figure. Yeah, I've I've thought that same thing, too, before. Because it's like if you get on Macari or whatever, you see people are selling the Mattel belts for whatever. And, you know, whatever price and stuff like that. And it's like, all I'm really doing is just giving you another avenue to get those. Mm-hmm. I agree. So is there a belt that you haven't made yet that you're excited to try your hand at? I've been trying to finish the triple crown, the all Japan triple crown all year. Um, the one that like Vader had and stuff. It's got yeah. like the mm-hmm. chains across it. I think I finally found a way to put these. Re- I have real chains, like jewelers chains. Um, I've been trying. I've tried about 15 different ways to get these things to sit on the belts and look correct. Yeah. But um I think I've I'm close to it and but other than that I can't I think I've almost made like every belt. I can't really think of any belts that I haven't made yet. Have you done the million dollar belt cuz I feel like that's one that like I don't think any of the mainline like companies have ever nailed it and I'm not sure I've ever seen a customizer do that one, man. Have have you tried your uh, tried your hand at that one? I was just talking to some guys um on Instagram live about it. I haven't yet. I I want to, but um, when I do make it, I think I want to make it where the whole thing is plastic, but it articulates. I don't know if you guys follow a lot of 3D printing, but it's real big in the 3D printing world to do these like articulating dragons and like articulating, you know, characters and stuff where it, it prints in place. And then when you pull it off, like the print bed or you pull it off your, um, your, you know, uh, level from your resin printer or whatever that like it's it's printed as one whole piece, but then when you pull it off the way it was designed, it actually articulates. 
Okay. That's cool. That wasn't a belt. It was actual. Yeah, it was basically a piece of jewelry. Yeah. Right? yeah. It was like a giant watch. It was a bracelet. Yeah, much, it was a, yeah, yeah, a giant watch. So that's, I would like to, to do that one. It, it would take a lot of time to sit down and really um, mess around with, but I think I will get around to doing the million dollar belt at some point. There's not Keep a ton of demand out, for it. I kind of like the rock Brahma belt too. There's a few belts I just didn't make because forbidden was making them so good. People would ask me and I'd just say, I'd send them her website. I'd just be like, here you go. Like <laughs> she makes it already. Like, that's not worth messing with right now. Oh, you know, but I don't want to wait for, and I'm like, yeah, well, you're going to wait just as long for me, man. You better just buy it. Yeah. Just go ahead and put, put your, uh, put your money over there because, uh, yeah, you'll wait here too. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, what, yeah, people, people just don't understand. I think how long stuff like that takes, dude. Like, well, it's and, just, and you know, like Dan told us he's an engineer for Ben figurines was the same way. She had a full-time job and, yeah. and a kid. So, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's like, we feel like just doing a podcast, man. Like we used to actually pod a lot more than we do, man. But yeah, we would do yeah weekly and, and then do bonus pods and everything. But yeah, life is it's hard to find time for these side hustles, man. Like yeah. t- time is like the number one resource, man. Like yeah. we could have more of it, man. Like that's the big limiter on this stuff. So yeah, a lot of folks that, you know, are kind of just don't really have something like that going on. They can't really understand like how hard it is just carving out a few hours in the evening to go and, and, and work on this stuff. For sure. And I've, I've been lucky. So since I've come back from my honeymoon and everything, my father-in-law um, has actually been helping me do some of the easy stuff, like clean them off their supports and stuff like that and get them taped down. Yeah, to- I saw it. his name. Kevin, right? Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my father-in-law. He's the best. He's, uh, he's the coolest <laughs> dude ever. He's like, the, he just got, he just survived lung cancer last year, had his entire lung removed. Um, wow. Like, okay, salute to Kevin, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, he is. He was telling me he, I got to give him a shout out too. It's funny. My best man during my uh, at my wedding was talking about like you know all these things, and one of the things he said he's like the best thing belt ma- belt figure belt maker. And Kevin was like, you didn't give me a shout out, but uh, <laughs> like, you got to mention me on your podcast. And I was because I, I try to get him on live and stuff. That dude's just the best. He's like the most appreciative dude in the world, and he keeps he's like. You got to keep making, you gotta, you, I'll help you out because you got to get these people their belts. They, they need them. You know? I, I heard him. I heard him say, you know, you got to keep growing this and keep the orders coming in, man. He's your biggest cheerleader, dude. He's, awesome, uh, yeah, he's he's wanting to see uh, Dan Turnquist belts go mainstream, dude. Yeah, so he's been helping. It does help because I can just, and having more printers has helped too. I've been trying to, you know, as stuff comes in, I, I put together print schedules and then I can, I can print stuff. It was, there was a point when I first got back that I was so busy that I was like, it takes like two hours to print. So I was like, as soon as I got home, I'd change a print and then I'd print and then I'd get like two or three out. I'd go to bed. I had an alarm set in the middle of the night. I'd wake up in the middle of the oh night and change gosh. a print just, just to make sure that the machines were like always running. And then I can give those wow. boxes to freaking him. Walter White. Heisenbelts. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, so that's nuts, dude. I'm just trying to, to think of creative ways to keep things going, but still like, putting the little snap pieces on and then like getting some of the paint and stuff like that. Those are still things that just take a lot of time. Yeah. So is this, is this in your garage, man? Or do you got like a room in the house? Like maybe kind of like start taking us through like your setup a little bit. So it, it expanded. It first started on my kitchen table. Um, and that quickly was sure vetoed. Your, your fiance, yeah. future wife. Love that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, I made a post like when I first started, it was like all these belts across like the, the kitchen Island. And it was like, thanks to Amanda for letting me, uh, take the kid, take the Island up for the weekend. Yeah, or whatever. Sh- shout out to Amanda for, yeah. uh, being the unsung, cool, being hero, of the unsung hero. Yeah. yeah. She hasn't got much mention on here, but yeah, we all know that the wives of the, of the marks and the artists, they, uh, they definitely 
you know, allow all of this to, to take place. So shout out to Amanda. Yeah, for real. So I got a, I got a, a, like an office at home and uh, the closet I converted into like a 3D printing space. I redid all the shelving and stuff to hold all the printers and stuff like that. So there's that. And then like I, I do all my airbrushing and stuff outside my carport. Uh, which sucks in the Midwest because it's cold and then yeah. weather. And then it's hot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it's hot. Hot is great because the belts dry a lot faster. That's true. Yeah. yeah. The cold. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. But, uh, but I got, a, you know, a setup. I got an office that's full of printers and then I use a cricket machine to cut the straps out. So I draw the strap and then that helps because my first belts that had hand cut straps were freaking terrible. <laughs> that was like the oh, first man. thing. I was like, I got to change this. I got to get this different. So I start. I, I already had one, but I bought it better, a better vinyl cutter to cut, cut the straps out and stuff. And yeah, then the I can't imagine piece, the hand cramps that you got like hand cutting belts like that. Oh yeah. And then it was like, I was like doing these little forms, like, you know, to trace it out to what it should be like print it out on paper, cut it out. And then, and then it still never turned out right. So I was like, now I can just click yeah. one button and have like, you know, 20 straps cut out in a couple minutes and it's way nicer. And then the end pieces were something that was really important too. I was like, I really want to put those end pieces on because I feel like it's a touch that I'm not seeing anybody do. And then like kind of, it's something that it's like a calling card. I can like, if I see a belt, I know it's like, that's mine because it's got the, the little gold piece. And it's those little details like that that separate it from like the belts that Mattel and Jazzwares give them. So like, I'm I'm really a nerd on like the, like the infrastructure on this type of stuff, man. So you said you're running five. Yeah. Seth Seth usually, he's the one always like telling me like, Hey, we need this belt. Hey, we need this belt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm more worried about like, so you said you got five printers, dude. I'm wondering like, what kind of heat do those things put off, man? If they're all running, like, you know, basically nonstop, like are they, are they affecting the temperature inside the house? Well, so luckily the resin printers, I do have one FDM printer, which is like what you'll normally see that uses like the filament for plastic and it uses the spool, you know, um, the belts are made with resin printers and they use a UV light. So they don't have any kind of heat. Okay. Um, they just, they actually, it's kind of crazy. Um, if you're ever bored, look up like resin printing, like a time-lapse, it looks like they're just pulling something out of like this goop. Because you yeah. pour a liquid in and then it, it layer by layer, it shines a light of what it's supposed to look like. And then it picks it up. How, uh, do, how does it uh, impact the old electric bill? Yeah. So that was going to be my next question, man. So it's not that much. No, they're, they run, uh, they're, they're all pretty efficient. I think that like, obviously my FDM printer runs, takes the most because it's got to heat it up, but I still think it's not more than like a dollar to a day. Yeah, so that goes back to my theory. You know, Sheena always bitches at me about the lights, but I tell her like, dude, nothing affects that electric bill like the freaking AC and heating, man. Everything else. Is See, like- I will, I will live in the dark if I can have my house cold I tell her, <laughs> or, like, or no, hot, like, depending on yeah, you know that, what. The AC, everything else is drops in a bucket compared to the HVAC on the uh, on that electric bill. Man. Oh man, that's the truth. I had a friend at work who was doing some crypto and stuff, and he was like, "You need to get one of these trackers and put them on all your machines, and then you can like write them off on your taxes and stuff." And I'm like, "Man, that just sounds..." Way dude, too you do, no, dude. So if you're not writing not this equipment off, yeah. I'm hopefully, you know, hopefully, Erwin R. Shysters not listening to this podcast right now. We don't got no IRS reps, dude. Get on the on the freaking write offs, dude. Yes. We, so we do that because you know we uh, we resell a lot of stuff because like our collection of figures has gotten so big that there's a lot of shit that's just expendable. So we do a lot of stuff on eBay, and she you know post stuff up on uh, 
on IG and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the podcast stuff, dude, like we write off everything, like our, yeah. our microphones, all that stuff. dude. And I so. had a, I mean, I have a fitness coaching business that I had to write stuff off. I mean, cause if not, I mean, I'd be just like handing money to the government, hand over fist, dude. Like it was just, you don't got to do that much for it, man. Like yeah. we just keep a, like a rough Excel spreadsheet. And I, you know, my mom is my accountant. I just turned that into her and they buy off on it, man, which, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I it's mean, legit. I mean, the thing is, is like, it's not, you're not doing anything that's like shysty. It's just like, I mean, especially Dan, dude, you're buying printers to make these belts for a, a business that you're, that you're running, dude. Yeah. So I would take advantage of the write-off stuff. It definitely Hell yeah, makes a dude. difference, man. So that yeah, that's, if it, I think that'd be the, our only contribution. Especially, to especially now that, you know, PayPal is like making anybody over oh, uh, $600 do like, you know, fill out a 1099, which I'm sure you exceeded that, like, you know, whatever the threshold was before anyway. But yeah, now it's anything over 600. So yeah, I would freaking, I would take all the write-offs I could. Dude. Yeah. That was the, that was the plan for this year. I have a friend who used to make uh he used to make mead and he was giving me a bunch of advice on stuff to write off. So luckily almost everything I buy is Amazon. So I can go back and, Mm-hmm. pretty quickly look at that Same, yeah but I, I yeah i plan to look into some of that but i didn't know if i was gonna write off my like electricity and stuff like that oh yeah see i don't yeah, yeah we we were there was I times where we were like yeah you could do like yeah. electricity or your phone bill like my mother-in-law was looking into all that i was like i ain't i'm not going back and like parceling my phone bill you know <laughs> like yeah, it's a uh, taxes man yeah don't 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 get me on that I get, so yeah so my mom's an accountant so she pretty much takes care of all our taxes and stuff and i just get frustrated because she's like she's kind of by the book her, her moral compass <laughs> is like true north at all times i'm like come on mom like, i need some like better call Saul. i need i need Saul taxes, goodman dude. on like, this freaking taxes yeah 100 yeah. yeah taxes will really eat up eat up your side hustle quick man so i want to know like the process like a so an order comes in because like i Thank God I married Seth, who is like an organizational master. Like, you know, everything in our life has an Excel sheet. Everything has a system, you know, in place. And I'm just kind of a fly by the seat of my pants. Like no huddle offense, no huddle offense all the time. Yeah. Um, So I want to know, like, kind of what your process is. Like when an order comes in, like what, how does it go from from DM to uh, to shipping out that belt? Like, what's the what's the deal? So um, it's getting better. Uh, it used to be an, it used to be memory, right? Cause the first few guys were whatever. And then it got, it got so much, it was a notebook. And then it was, I had a bunch of notebooks and then I tried to do some spreadsheets, but like I would try to do them at like my work computer. I try to do it on my home computer and then I'd get mixed up. So right now it's all through um, the notes feature on my iPhone which is cool because you can make different folders and stuff and I'm able yeah. to do like a print schedule and then I can do, you know, you can do your check marks and stuff. But basically someone sends me something, I'll type it out. Um, it's it's always better when someone sends me the belts they want like in a list format because I can just copy paste it right into it. But if not, I'll open it up. I'll type out a list they want and then like one morning or, you know, after work or whatever, I'll sit down and I'll look through a bunch of stuff and I'll print every single thing that like five or six people want. Um, and then those will get printed and they'll get put in a box and then Kevin clips them and everything like that. But it takes about a week or so to really get everything kind of base coded and it takes a couple of days to get clear and everything like that. So I'll go through, like if, if I was going to do, and I'm, t- I'm going off on tangents, but if I, if I only really, oh, no, right, no, you go roll with it, dude. We, this is super yeah, interesting. We're, yeah. We're into this kind of talk. So, but like. And like I said, I, I try to keep like a one machine running the winged eagle. I try to keep one machine running whatever the hell FTR wins every other week because this seems to be what people want. Um, 
they're like stuff that's popular like iwgp us is another one that like i think i do pretty well and people like um so i'll keep some some machines just always run those belts right and those are just belts that stay and and they go they're in everybody's order but like if someone hit me up right now and i'm looking down and they're like hey can i get the tbs championship i've already got those files saved supported and everything like that so i just open up the program and throw them in to print um and then I'll, I'll run off the print and you got to clean it in alcohol and then you got to let it cure. <clears throat> There's a curing machine. So UV cures and then clip it off the support to base coat it, pull it in detail, paint it and then cut the strap. So that, that's kind of the process wow. from like an order. Um, but trying to, and I've, I'm so bad at this. When I first got back from, uh, from my honeymoon, my table, like my desk in my office was completely clean. I was like, this is perfect. And I would just like look at someone's order, pull off their five belts because I was limiting stuff to Discord for five belts. And I was like, mm-hmm. pull that off the little sheets of base coated stuff, make it done. And then now I look down at my desk and it's just full of junk, full of different belts that I don't know who they're going to. And I got to go through and look. And this guy wanted one of these, right? And this guy wanted one of those. Yeah. Or like, I'll print and I'll be like, well, I'll print a couple extra of these. People will probably want them. And then, yeah. You sound, you see, you sound like me. Like, that's me. Like, Seth would be like the complete opposite. Seth would be literally like, he prints like one person's order, start to finish, then the next person, which can also be a bad thing too, because there's ways to get ahead, you know, that uh, if you just start bashing things. But yeah, I'm like you. I'm like, oh yeah, crap. Let me go back and see who wanted this belt. I know somebody wanted it back in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Some, and it's been, it's been nice doing it through notes and stuff like that. Cause now I can be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I made this and I can be like, who wanted this? And so instead of, and then people change their name on Instagram and stuff. So it's like, Oh, I can't even imagine keeping up with people's can, names and then like their Instagram names and stuff. I, think well, and I tried an email system for a little also. while. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, that quickly just became like, I made the email, put it out there. And then like a week later, there was like 250 emails. And I was just like, Oh my God. Well, we got to get rid of this. So <laughs> we got to get rid of yeah, this. Like, we got to take this out of the pinned comments and stuff like that. And then like, it's still, it's buried on my page, the email. And I still work, I'm still working through like stuff from the email, but I'll still randomly get guys who email me like orders. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I still have that like email address out oh, there. Or man. some people who ordered one, you know, in May, and then they're like, oh, obviously, this is how you order. You know, this is how I ordered last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, especially when you're going through the growing pains, like you're going through just figuring out what's going to work best and how best to execute everything. Like, yeah, there's definitely going to be that time where you're just like, holy crap. Like, like you said, just kind of a desk full of belts, like going through and trying to figure out who who ordered what. But uh, I mean, you're making it happen, dude. So, or like, you. you know, you make a belt for the first time. And then you can only make one of them, even if someone wants, you know, or a couple people like the AEW trios titles, right? It's like, I have, I sit down, I made them like that night and uh, I printed one and I was like, all right, these are good. So then I can go print one. But one that I did that and it didn't work out great was I printed the the big green championship, like the Hogan, the big green. Mm-hmm. I made like, I ran like three printers all night. And then when I went and laid them all out, it didn't work. Hmm. That made the side plates too big or something. I couldn't lay out. I couldn't fit around a figure. Mm -hmm. So I had to throw away like 25 belts worth of stuff. It was a big disaster. So what are the, so the materials, like how are the materials for this process? Like how expensive are the like actual things that you need for running the 3d printer, like the resin and all the things. A bottle resin is like $30. 
And I can usually probably get 50 or so belts out of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't um I don't feel like I ever am spending too much money on materials. Like I just was I buy like the black leather, the black faux leather, I buy in mm-hmm. a huge like roll. It's like a six foot long by like, you know, 15 feet yeah. wide or whatever. I you just get was, like a, mil- a million belts out of that. Yeah, exactly. I was just cut. I have to cut it into little squares to fit onto sheets. So I was doing that when I got home from work today. But the colored stuff comes on, you know, smaller rolls. But mm-hmm. there's I've learned some some tips and tricks throughout the year. Like the glue is super expensive because I use like a nice Loctite brand glue. Yeah. Because um, you don't want them falling off, obviously. That's probably <laughs> the most expensive. And I've changed it. I think I can't remember if we had a problem with one of the first things I sent you or not. But uh that's something that I changed. I remember, pretty- that was back in like 2021, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I've had yeah. a couple between, I mean, I've had stuff. Yeah. I mean, some of our custom belts, we've had stuff a lot, but I would just give it like just a little minuscule drop of glue and yeah, put it back on. It back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the Foley Picks League title, man, that's, that's the, a hit. Yeah. yeah that's a that's hit, a man. So uh, right there, for dude. those of you who don't know, if you're not in our Facebook group, Dan made a, uh, our Foley Picks League championship based it's off basically of one our of our glorified logos. gambling ring yeah. based on pro wrestling. And Dan made us a, uh, a it's, it's a custom belt, custom fig belt. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, so it was, it's pretty cool. We, uh, we have a, like a Picks League. Like I said, it's one of the most fun things we do. One of the most competitive things we do. So that's a, that's a prize in the Chick Foley world. So we got a, we got a handful of those that we're going to give out over the next few seasons. Uh, but everybody who's won one so far has been very pleased with their title showing yeah. it off. Hey Dan. So I got a question, man. You mentioned hellfire a couple of times. I remember when we, when we were working with, uh, or when we would do orders with like WWE figure artists, he, I know he exclusively got his 3d models from hellfire. Are you using any of hellfire's models? Or are you doing all the modeling on your own? And maybe walk us through a little bit of how that process works. Uh, so, so he doesn't do 3D models. He does like a like a vector art of okay. the belts. Um, so, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen like the files that like the actual belt makers get. You ever see a belt that's like completely black and white? That's they- I. So I do like. So I'm an Intel specialist and we do like vector files and some of like the like 3D targeting stuff that we do. So I'm like vaguely familiar with it, but I, I'm like a customer on it. I'm, I'm not a producer at all on that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So some of the stuff that you can get from Hellfire, it's like reference art more than anything. Okay. So it, it, and like I know that I do it completely different than the other guys have. And actually, I'm pretty sure figure artists did differently, too. Um, I a lot of I do some stuff with Hellfire. We kind of have like a, a you know we've had a pretty cool friendship. We got a lot of stuff that we have in common, and I've I've done some bigger three. I printed a transformer. That transformer I posted was for him, and I've done some like Power Rangers stuff for him. But, he's in uh, the UK, right? Yeah, he's UK. So yeah, uh, and I've done some like one six scale stuff for him. Awesome dude! Like he's the goat. He makes all these. He finds all these obscure belts and can get these super clear pictures of them. But. uh I'm sure that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, and he kind of cuts out. So what I'll have to do is I sit down with a belt. If, if something, if it's like a custom belt or something, or if it's something that he has not made, I either will have to import, like I'll draw it first on my iPad and then uh, vectorize that. And you can bring it into the 3d software and you can start either tracing that image 
with different lines and shapes or like vector art works with some 3d programs differently where you can actually start extruding those shapes. But it's just kind of a shortcut on um, the image and like the clarity of an image and the, and like he just, he basically gives you like a really good reference photo to start building a 3d model off of. Yeah. You guys amaze me. This stuff is way above my pay grade. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know how I would begin to, to start all this. Seth gets mad at me. He's like, Sheen, I feel like your your tech skills like made it to like 2012 and then they just, just stopped. stopped. <laughs> they just like just took a screeching halt, you know, because now everything I'm like, Seth, how do I how do I do this? I need to, you know. Yeah, just like I said, man, it uh I'm just thoroughly impressed. And I mean, dude, like I'm a tough critic, man. Like I'm I'm I'd like to think I'm a nice guy, so I'll never be like public about it, but like you know, she knows how you like privately, like I will complain about like the smallest little details about fig- like, you know, I was, I was pissed off that the new mega power set Mattel put out the, on the handshake mold, macho man doesn't have the taped fingers, but the rest of his hands have the taped fingers. So like, that's the kind of guy I am, but the, the belts that not publicly the, though, yeah, yeah, not publicly though, but the belts that you got that, that you make, man, it's crazy how hey, you get all the different reliefs and like the, you know, the change in leveling and stuff, like it just, it just blows my mind how you're able to get it that accurate at that small of a scale. Oh yeah. Um, so. Seth always gets giddy when a Dan Turnquist package shows up in the mail. He's <laughs> doing a little, doing a little happy dance. On the, I, uh, I try on the to make sure the, the stacked plates and stuff like that are good. And, and I've been complimented a lot on sizing. I try to make sure that my belts are, are really accurate on like what they would be on an actual figure, you know, or on a yeah, person. That's a, that's a big, yeah, that's a big problem that I think Mattel has is just yes. like, like the, the scale is all over the place yeah. on for Mattel. Yeah. I'm like, I, I do think, um, I think, you know, cause I've been in a figure game since really since LJNs and Mattel definitely, I think they make the best belts like across the line. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. Sheen. if I had one complaint, it'd be the scale. Like there's some, like some of their belts are just gigantic, mm-hmm. especially um, women's belts. Like they, they, the women's belts are all, well, the women's belts have always just been repainted men's belts yeah. on so elite 100. They're actually going to have mean, a property. Why is that? That's ridiculous. Dude. Well, cause it's yeah. cheap. It makes sense with their, their mass production, but they are elite 100. They're going to debut the new resized belts for women. But, but yeah, that's my issue with Mattel. Dan, what's your of the mainline companies? Who do you think has done belts the best? Do you do you go Mattel or you go you go Jax? Um, Jax did those metal ones, didn't they? Those were really cool. Yeah, Jax. I, I think as a line, I think Mattel has been the best. Jax had a few like for like the deluxe aggression or like the deluxe classic superstars, the ones they really went all out on. Those were pretty awesome. But but I think Mattel kind of generally has the best ones. Yeah, there's a few Mattel belt like the hardcore one they did that came with like Viscera and stuff was awesome. And, and I yeah. I think that their uh, their current United States and the previous United States and then their, like their current intercontinental belts are really nice. There's a few belts that they do that are really really nice. And then like I was looking at the I was talking to someone last night about how the the current Universal and WWE Championships like if you look at it the side plates like the little bars that are supposed to be on the sides of the belt um are connected to the side plates and stuff like that. And there's some things that they could tweak even for mass production to make the belts a little bit nicer. But I think mm-hmm. that th- there's not really a belt well, I don't know, I'm trying to think if there's a Mattel belt that's like terrible. I can't the women's it. belts have been bad because, yeah. like Sheena mentioned, they're so big. Like, they don't really fit right on the ladies. Well, I feel like the uh, they made the Attitude Era Women's Championship, but I thought it was kind of small. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, 
I felt like that. I mean, I guess maybe because I'm so used to seeing the giant belts, I was so happy just to <laughs> see like, oh, this is an actual like women's size belt. Yeah, but they're they're women's like the the current Raw and SmackDown women's championships. They're straight up just repainted men's belts, man. Yeah, they Speaking don't even of women. Have you ever made a Divas Championship? This is totally off, but I just want to know if, <laughs> if if Dan has ever produced a Divas Championship belt, like the butterfly belt. Yeah. No, I've never made that. I've made the Attitude Era women's, <laughs> and I've made uh, like the Knockouts Championship mm-hmm. and the older you know, Knockouts. It's catered to the hardcore fan, so I'm and, just and saying the, the I'm hardcore just, fans do not want that Divas belt. No, I don't want that Divas belt. I thought that belt was Repug, but well, I was just Customs, if there was somebody uh, out there. Divador Customs, I reached out to him at one point because I was trying to find someone to take a good picture of my Knockouts cha- No, of the Digital Media Championship, and Jordan Grace had it. And yeah. I like send him a message. I was like, hey, man, you got any interest in uh, – like I'll send you this belt and you can just have it, take some pictures, just tag me in it. He's like, you'd send it to me for free? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I don't really have a Jordan Grace right now and she, I'm not going to make one. I was like, all right. He's like, you got any other ones though? And I think he had mentioned making like the Divas title and I was like mm-hmm. – yeah, I'm not making the Divas title. Yeah, I'm not making that title. I had a guy, uh, I think I made for a pick fed one that was like a ripoff of the Divas title, though. Yeah. Because I, I make still say that'd be the ultimate, uh, I think that'd be the ultimate heel move in women's wrestling for somebody to win it and bring back bring the Divas Bring back the Divas title. Yeah. I would be here for that. Kind of like how, like you know, Nikki Chris Bella Jericho was like, he wanted to be a sports entertainer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were like, no, I want to be a Diva. You know, yeah. wear all the little, like, you know, thongs up above their uh, hip bones. And, you know. <laughs> Oh man, what a time. Um, so do you do like, do you do like how much, uh, like completely custom work do you do? Would you say like, obviously like, you know, you've got like the actual, but actual belts, but like for pick feds and like picks leagues and all that kind of stuff, fantasy leagues and stuff. There's a big, big backlog for it. I try to take on like, uh, like one or two a month because those, and I, I charge – so I charge 15 for a singles title, and then for a custom, I charge 20. So, like, I try to just take on one or two a month. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, I'll get into some dudes who are, like, who want their cool pick fed belts and stuff like that. And then I'll get into, like, what I found there's more demand for are guys who, like, had a belt made that was, like, their design, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, like, really want a figure version of it now because they've got their own custom of themselves. Or, yeah. So I'll do some of those too, but I've done, I'm really proud of some of the uh, pick fed belts I've made. Like sometimes it's my design. Sometimes it's their design. I got one guy, I cannot think of his name off the top of my head, but like he's a younger guy and his dad will like sit down and draw these super cool custom belts and then send them to me and then nice. I'll make them. So that's like super cool to, to actually, you know, bring someone's hand drawn design to life. And I've done that a couple of times. Um, but do you do a lot of indie belts? Like people, you know, like you said, like people who like have won, yeah, like they've won Memphis like it's pro wrestling or something. Yeah. Like that they've won the belt for their like local town and they want you to like make them a figure version of it. Not as much as I'd like. I have some buddies from when I wrestled who've like asked me, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I won this belt over in Evansville. Can you, can you make this belt for me? And, and I'm like, sure I can. But then, you know, they don't get you the right pictures and they don't. Yeah. Um, Evansville. Nice. <laughs> Evansville. We know Evansville. Yeah. Yep. We're, Cause me and Sheena are, you know, you said you're in Illinois. Me and Sheena are both from Kentucky, man. So. Oh, really? Even, I'm so I'm from Carbondale, Illinois. I'm like, you know, I'm an hour from Paducah, Kentucky. And then I'm like two oh, hours wow. from St. Yeah. Louis. We're, we're both from Bowling Green, Kentucky, man. So like, you know, we grew up going to like holiday world and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely been to holiday world a lot in Santa Claus, Indiana. Oh, All you can yeah. drink Cokes. What? All you can drink Cokes at Holiday World. It's free Cokes. <laughs> I bet it ain't no more. <laughs> free sunscreen, too. 
<laughs> free sunscreen. Um, so are you an actual belt collector? Like, do you collect like life-size replica belts at all? I have a TNT championship. The Brody Lee TNT championship was a birthday gift. And then uh, the place that I used to wrestle at, I have their world championship because I designed it and, and bought it. And then so mm-hmm. when I retired, I was like, I'm taking this with me. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so you mentioned Brody Lee a couple times. He was is he like your all time favorite wrestler? Or? He's I don't, he's not my favorite. He's one of my he's one of my favorites. So I just so like when AEW first debuted, I kind of hated it, and I was like, I watched like the first two episodes. I was like this sucks. This is trash. And then I remember during COVID, my best friend came and he stayed with us like the whole time for COVID. And there was one night where we were both just like, let's just let's just. I said, let's just give AEW a chance, man. I was like, let's just watch like five weeks of just every Wednesday we'll just, you know, knuckle down and just, and then like the first night we watched like FTR debuted and then like Mike Tyson was on the next week and it was awesome. And then it was like Brody Lee was doing all that stuff. And just when he beat Cody on that Saturday night dynamite, I remember that was yeah. like the first time I had like been shocked by a wrestling match since like CM Punk beat John Cena at money in the bank. Yeah. I was like, I like stood up and I, looked, I was like, what just happened? I like halfway through the match, I remember saying like, is he going to Brock Lesnar, this guy? Like, is he just going to beat Cody? <laughs> and then like, he I did. Yeah. It felt, it felt like, you know, when his passing and stuff felt so sudden. And I really, I don't know. I, I liked Brody Lee in AEW yeah. a lot. I thought that it was super cool. And I just, I kind of, you know, he represents like a time period in my life that was like super for cool. sure. It was pretty transformative during that time period. I mean, that's when you know your your business started and all this stuff. But and like AEW so, did crush it during COVID, dude. Yeah. Like I feel like that's kind of Daily's place was in a way they the kind of been living off of it, dude. Yeah, yeah. The, the Daily's place, like their their presentation during COVID was so much superior to, to the WWE. Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, especially what they were doing before the Thunderdome, but even after the Thunderdome. Oh yeah, the like, performance center. Yeah, where they had AEW the just center. really figured out how to. Uh, how to operate and they were really killing it with the story. Well, they were, and they were the first people to put like, you know, talent fans, yeah. as fans, you know what yeah. I mean? So it still looks like, and they had the outdoor stadium. So it didn't look as like, you know, just closed off and closed. Yeah. You know? It just looked, it looked really, really nice. I, I think, uh, and, and you know, they had fans too. They had like sporadic fans. out. In yeah. The crowd. That's so, right. I, I feel like WWE, if they had like their wish, they just would have hit the pause button for the whole like COVID period. But AEW, you know, they were just starting off. So they didn't have that luxury. So they were going hard. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So they had the, I, I'm with you, man. That like 2020 AEW was really, really good. But you were, you were a fan of Luke Harper. You were calling, you, you called Luke Harper, Luke from, Harper uh, yeah, from the beginning. You, when he was like a, you know, just kind of an obscure member of the, the white. I family. still think dude, it's a, yeah. It, I, not to get too far off on this branch, but like I said, I, Dan, I heard you mention him a couple of times, so I feel like we need to go down that road, man. I still think it's a crying shame that at WrestleMania 33 that it wasn't a uh, Bray, uh, Luke Harper, Randy Orton triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Because remember, he was real involved in that storyline leading mm-hmm. up to that match. So yeah, he ended yeah, up being in the uh, in the Battle Royal or something, right? Yeah, or was that- he was in the freaking Battle Royal after he, had, like I said, he had been playing like the supporting role. Um, you know, for that whole storyline up until up until WrestleMania. So, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, you know, whatever you want to call him, man, dude was a, a hell of a talent. Yeah, for sure. So, kind of just circling back to the beginning when we were talking about how you know how people can just be kind of just obnoxious when they're trying to get what they want when they when they want it. Um, let's just talk a little bit of etiquette here. So, when someone reaches out to you, like how. You're here on the Chick Fil A show. Like you can talk about, you know. Obviously, you said you had your your email that kind of just like is like dormant for a little while. Like, what is the best way? What way do you want people to reach out to you as far as getting customs? 
Um, and like, what's something that like turns you off, like from wanting to work with somebody like, you know, give us the deets on how to approach Dan Turnquist about getting a, a belt order. So that's a good question because I don't have a, a great answer to it, but like the best way is to, you know, hit me up. And if you're looking for something, say like, Hey man, is it possible to get a, a X, Y, and Z belt? If you've seen it before, if it's a belt that you've never seen before say, Hey, have you ever made the, like I had, I've had a couple people ask about the ECW tag championships, like the very last version. And I actually had just made them like the week before. So it's something that I, my phone is full of pictures of belts and there will be a day soon, hopefully like next year, sometime early next year, I can get some kind of indexing site where you can kind of look through it. And if I've made oh, it, you cool. can just click, click yeah. on it and say, Hey, he's made this before. But like, yeah, just sending a message is a good way. Commenting on pictures and stuff is a pretty good way too. Uh, the email always works, but hit me up and ask to get in the discord is going to be your best bet. Because I also, like I said earlier, I don't take money. Um, beforehand so sometimes you know guys hit me up ask for five or six belts by the time they're done they're like oh i don't need those anymore so i throw those up on discord for like a like a not an auction but like a you know claim sale kind of thing yeah so if you're ever um if you're in the discord you get a chance to buy a lot of stuff that like sales that fall through and stuff like that but just just being cool and just being straightforward because i feel like sometimes guys will hit you up and be like Hey man, have you made, you got any like IWGP US? I'm like, I could probably put one together. Are you interested? And they're like, ah, oh, maybe I'm like, like just save, yeah, save your time. Clear, and don't- clear. Yeah. Clear communication is, is key. Like just say Serious yes or no. Like only, even if you really. just say no, like just say no, but don't say, yeah, maybe, you know, like, yeah, I, I feel you. And discord for all of you who may be listening, who um, don't know what discord is, or have never had a discord. It's, I, I I alluded to earlier how my technology skills stopped in 2012. I can operate Discord. It's very user-friendly. It's super simple. It's literally just like a chat thread, chat room type situation. Um, and the cool thing about Discord is that it's it's off of social media. So there's not a lot of noise there. It's there's a not a lot of distraction. There's privacy. So yeah, if if you want to get in Dan's Discord, follow the link. Is it the link still in your bio, Dan? No, it's not. It just hit me up and I can get you the link though. I, I okay, took the yes, link out of the bio just because I was trying to uh, mitigate confusion because it's like, you know, I, I didn't scale up in a in like a nice, you know, like five people, ten people. It was like the first ten people and then like a hundred and then a thousand and then two thousand. Yeah. So. Don't don't be and uh, don't be going up in the Discord being a shit disturber either. You know what I mean? Like keep that shit on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> so if you want if you want to be yeah, if you want to be in Discord, be cool, um, be positive and be patient. All right. So Dan, thanks again for joining us. Uh me and Sheena have kind of kicked around the idea of doing interviews for a while. Like I said, our, our buddy Marco, uh, you know, main member of the Chick Foley show is doing open mic, but this is really the first interview me and Sheena have done. And we're big Anthony Bourdain fans. And he would always end any of his conversations with chefs on, uh, no reservations and parts unknown with asking them, you know, what their all time favorite meal was. Uh, and we kind of always had a vision of asking our guests what their all time favorite wrestling matches. So I'm going to pose that question to you now, man, to kind of close out this conversation. What is your all time favorite wrestling match? That is such a hard question. Um, I, I, now this is one of those questions I wish I would have had me asked before. You got to give us an answer, dude. We've been talking. <laughs> let me leave the timestamp, dude. We've been talking for an hour and 18 minutes, dude. So I'm not letting you off the hook, dude. Yeah, yeah we, um, we need a, we need an answer on this one. There's a lot of right answers. Yeah, there's no the there's no wrong off. answer, dude. There is no wrong answer, man. So 
I really, I know a lot of people hate it. I like The Rock and uh, The Rock and CM Punk at, at Royal Rumble is one of my favorite matches. I think back, that was one of the matches like right before because I stopped watching wrestling probably right after Punk quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that match. The Shield was in it, and you know, yeah, got- Seth Rollins is involved. I'm not complaining. Yeah, uh, and then like you go back like Rock and Austin at 17. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another great one. I don't, I don't know if I have it all the time favorite match it might be cm punk versus john cena at money in the bank that's the match i used to always try to get my wife to watch back like, no, wrestling's cool like look this is crazy i'm like this guy this is his hometown <laughs> yeah, he's not supposed to beat him he's the bad guy and they're cheering him you know and it's like, she's like okay cool and i'm like no but this is john cena he's like everybody loves this guy but not here you know so we'll we'll take uh we'll take cm punk versus yeah. john cena at money yeah. in the bank 2011 for dan's Final answer. Uh, Dan, thanks so much oh, for joining yeah. us, man. I want to remind all the listeners, uh, use code Chick-fil-A to save 10% at ringside collectibles. Um, this was an awesome conversation, man. Like, seriously, thank you. Please let the listeners know where they can find you. We will, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we'll have all the links in the show notes. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, just scroll up and you'll be able to tap to go to uh, to get to all Dan's stuff. But Dan, let them hear it from you. Where can they go to find uh, Dan Turnquist Belts? So, uh, great question. I just recently changed the Instagram name to try to make it. It used to be Dan underscore Turnquist. Now I'm pretty sure it's Turnquist underscore Figbelts. Yep, it is uh, Turnquist, T-U-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T underscore Fig underscore Belts. Cool, yeah. that I, I changed it recently because I was trying to make it a little bit more concise. And then I'm on Twitter, too, at, at uh, the Red Daniels. That's my That was my indie wrestling name back in the good old days. Red Daniels. Yeah, the Red Daniels, yeah. Um, I don't, I tried to do the Twitter thing too, where like I get on Instagram and Twitter, but Twitter started to get a ton of messages. So I don't really use Twitter for belts much anymore, but I'm on there and I post some stuff sometimes, but those are the two main places. And you can message me on either one to get the discord link. Awesome. All right. Well, Dan, thank you again. Like no, I thank said, you I guys just, for I, sure. I, I'm super excited. Anytime I can get out and talk to people about being in the community and, and what I get to do to give back, you know, that's, that's my favorite thing about it. So I'm really excited that I got to have this it's interesting conversation, conversation man. Yeah. We like I said, listeners, let us know, uh, you know, if you get any follow up questions for Dan, we can definitely do this again yeah. in a few months. I was, uh, I was very intrigued. Yeah. It's been cool for us. Process. Like I said, we've been buying, uh, buying belts from Dan for a while now. So it's been cool to really just kind of dive in and, and see how it all goes down behind the scenes as these, as these little packages kind of just show up at our, at our door, you know? <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All your Chick Foley links and everything you need is at chickfoley.com.